Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother, Tommy. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? And also joining us is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. We are good. We're doing awesome. So much to get into. A very busy week, of course, in pro wrestling, aka sports entertainment. Uh, but yeah, no, Richard, it's good to have Tommy back, right? <laughs> After taking last week off. I just, I just want, I want our listeners to understand that Danny has a giant desk with multiple. <laughs> there's, there's at least there's two computers on the desk, and then like three mounted on the wall above that, and he gives Tommy. A bar stool to lean on with a microphone. He can barely fit his cell phone. And he has to smell someone's ass the whole time we do this podcast. Danny was telling me that he hits Tommy with this stool so the top of Tommy's head smells like ass. It's a wrestling podcast. You have to hit him on top of the head, right? But wait, Tommy, that, that reminds me. Where do we get that stool from? Um, I... Like, Lock bar, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, a total oh, coincidence. I, I think I think Dad had it. It was in our in the backyard. So. Okay. <laughs> no, to- Richard. Total coincidence. On my Facebook memories yesterday, it popped up um, uh, from a few years ago, and, and it was me announcing that. Uh, I just want to let everyone know I'm the new spokesperson for Rock Bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry. How long did that last? (laughs) I mean, like, I was doing the commercial reads for them for like a few months, and then. Uh, they they changed it up. I forgot what happened. Uh, I remember. We'll, we can discuss that. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. Uh, but it was just funny because like I was super excited because I was going to be the spokesperson on the radio for this awesome new rock venue in the South Bay. And uh, but yeah, that popped up on my Facebook memories, and I was like, God, I, I forgot how many years ago it was. Now I think it was. Um, six. six, seven years ago, right? Yeah, seven years ago <laughs> when it yeah. launched. Yeah, because yeah. WrestleMania for you, Samoa Joe, and stuff. Yeah, uh, so it was 2015. So yeah, this was 2014. So seven years. Seven years ago, that photo. Seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, wow. yeah, good times. But but you know, here we are back at it. Uh a lot of stuff to talk about from from Raw to SmackDown this week. I mean, three big shows for WWE. Uh Richard, you were talking off the air. I mean, just in general, you thought for the last four episodes between SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown and SmackDown to SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. 
just epic, right? Knocked it out of the park. I, I mean, you know, usually it's like SmackDown's consistently good. We get that. Yeah. But like, yeah. like last week's SmackDown was like the launch of SmackDown on Fox good. And like Raw was really good. Like, like I get it. Like Raw hasn't been the best, but mm-hmm. there's like, you know, my advice is always just don't watch the stuff that you don't like. Uh, do something else. Get some popcorn, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, That's why like we this, DVR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But like this one just kept me like looking at the TV, and it's just like this is this is a good raw. This is quick, and there's it was match packed, and loved it. Yeah. So let's go jump right into it. Monday Night Raw this week, and. There was a teaser. We'll just say that because remember on SmackDown, you and I talked about last weekend. Big E cut a promo after his match in Madison Square Garden, and he just name dropped Bobby Lashley that he 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 plans on cashing in his money to bank briefcase, his contract inside, and he hasn't decided if he wants to be Roman or Bobby Lashley. So that was the first time I heard Big E acknowledge that. Yeah. He has every, you know, Bobby Lashley's on his mind. It's not all about just Roman Reigns. Just because he's on SmackDown, you know, he has thought about Bobby Lashley. So, like, a lot of people talking, like, okay, maybe he can come over to Raw and cash in. And then early Monday, I want to say, or maybe late morning, early afternoon, uh, Big E tweeted out, uh, he says, I plan on cashing in my money to bank contract tonight on Monday Night Raw. And then everyone just got super excited. Like, what? Like, he's calling his shot. And to me, that's obviously a very babyface move. Because you think about it, money to bank, depending on if it's a babyface or a heel who has the contract, heels very much try to uh, take advantage of the opportunity, sneak in, cash in when the babyface champion is down, and try to sneak get a quick victory and become the new champion baby faces. They more want to be the more do the more honorable way of calling their shot and make it more of like a traditional one-on-one match, which we'll kind of talk more about that, how this match played out on raw. But, uh, but Richard, I, you know, everyone was like, Oh my God, for me, it was a great way just to kind of get people amped up to tune in the Monday night raw. You know what I mean? As far as, Okay, you know, there, there's some suspense already going into uh, Monday Night Raw this week. He's got to tune in, see if Big E is going to cash in his money banker or not. I mean, for me, I was a little hesitant. I was like, man, he's really calling it that early? Like, yeah. I was a little worried, like, oh, there's going to be a swerve or something's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, it's kind of like something's got to happen. You know, yeah. like, it's like, eh, are we going to, is this where we see, like, the, uh, uh, the Hurt Business come back together or something but it's just like no well we'll we'll touch about that a little bit just uh a little teaser might be coming our way so um raw starts and we see uh you know bobby lashley come to the ring randy orton and big e it was announced that uh the wwe championship match that originally was scheduled for extreme rules has been bumped up a couple weeks to Raw this week and Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley and got a lot of people excited like oh god all right uh, championship match but then uh, Big E comes out and says yeah I do plan on cashing in my money to bank briefcase what do you think of this opening segment here I really thought I did a great job of setting the table the tone of suspense for the rest of the night I liked it a lot and you're 100% right and and I thought maybe that's part of why Raw was so good too is they kept that theme all night with Biggie. Like it wasn't just something we saw at the beginning and the end. They kind of showed him in the back with, with people. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
My only thing I didn't like about the beginning is I felt like Bobby should have slugged him. In that opening segment? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like Biggie should have rolled out and walked up the ramp and smiled and just showed him the briefcase. Oh, okay. I see what you're you know, saying. Like, like, all right, you got me you got me with that one. I'm gonna get you with the next. Yeah, well that's the thing is is you know, a lot of people were questioning, okay, how is WWE gonna explain this title match get bumped up from Extreme Rules to tonight on Raw. And I thought they did a pretty good job. MVP mm-hmm. calling out Randy Orton said, uh, you went talk to people in the back and you got this match moved up earlier. And then Randy Orton says, yeah, uh, I did because I'm Randy Orton. I, you know, I can call my shot. And I, I kind of like the way they explained it. And he says, you know, I really want to get my 15th title win. And I know it's going to be a tough match against Bobby Lashley. So I thought maybe I can get an advantage by catching you off guard by bumping it up two weeks early. Yeah. So I thought that, that was a pretty good, simple explanation of like, okay, you know, kayfabe, why was this match bumped yeah. up from Extreme well, Rules to Monday Night Raw? It, and to me, it's also funny because there are there are fans that will say, oh, they're just trying to bump a rating. And it's like, that's the business. That's the goal <laughs> every week. Yeah. yeah. Every week you want, yes. you, want, you want to put your best show out there. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, that's like saying that's like saying you're you're the you're the Bulls and you got Michael Jordan and it's like oh, we're just gonna save Michael Jordan for the big games. Yeah, for the playoffs. Okay, yeah. like yeah. why? Yeah, no, it, it's nice getting a nice packed episode of Raw every week. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. So, uh, um, from a creative standpoint, it was it, I like the way they set it up. As far as you know, Randy Orton kayfabe, it says I know. I mean, I, I do have this tile opportunity, and I do plan on facing you one-on-one, but I think the one way I can get an advantage is maybe catching you off guard, unplanned a little bit, is having this match moved up tonight. So I pulled some strings because I'm Randy Orton. you know. So I, I, I thought that was, okay, fine. I, I, I'll, I'll take that. That's a simple explanation, and MVP calling him out. And then, uh, you know, MVP was calling Big E, you know, you're just a jokester. Who are you? You just jump around here, you know, shake your hips and... All this stuff, and then Big E says, "Hey, you guys have your match, but just know I plan on cashing this in tonight." So he's adding, like I said, that extra layer of suspense. Like we're gonna get this title match between two of the all-time greats, between Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton, and then Big E is gonna be hovering around. I was like, that is perfect. I love that. Yeah. And even though Vin, was it Vince Russo on Chris Van Fleet a few months ago when he did an interview? He he explained, bro. <laughs> bro he explained. You know, that's how I think how you used to write Raw back in the Attitude Era. You you set like your A storyline in place, the beginning yeah. of the show, and then it just referenced it throughout the night to the main it's event. It's funny. If you go back and watch it too, like it's almost the same formula for Raw for week after week after week with Austin. It's just Austin starts the show, Austin or Mick or Vince. Yeah. And then how is that going to go throughout the rest of the night? And mm-hmm. they figured out a way every week. And part of that. Like, I get, like, people say, oh, it should be more like that. Part of what made the Attitude Era the way it was is the players involved. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the writing or the writers. You could have had shows that didn't have any storylines that were just matches, and it's the characters that people like. I get it. There is some responsibility in the wrestlers of today and not just the writers of today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I liked it. And then throughout the night, <laughs> was it Randy Orton and Arkea or uh, um, Riddle are backstage? And they're like, you know, t- t- talking. Big E shows up and uh, he's kissing the briefcase, like, mm, mm, 
else? What the hell's going on here? But but you know, Riddle's asking all these ridiculous questions, like, "Hey man, if you win the two titles, which one are you going to wear on top of the other one?" <laughs> Just goofy stuff here. Um, and then Biggie, you know, later on. Uh, approach MVP and Bobby Lashley backstage. So I like how he kept popping up throughout the night, reminding people like I'm here. I do plan on cashing in. Yeah. Now for for the main event itself, you know, the match between Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley, I thought it was really good. I mean, yeah, Richard, come on. These are two veterans, two big hosses. It's really tough for them to go out there and disappoint in a match. I mean, they really just laid it out on each other. I don't know what you think of how that main event played out. Loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, I would like to see more of Randy and Lashley going forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you know, Randy. Randy's much larger than he appears to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, how tall is he? Is he like six six, six four or six, six five? I think. Because when he's face to face with Lashley, it's like, oh, these are two big bulls. So it's like, yeah. You know, Bobby six five. Yeah. Everything with Bobby about the main event was golden. He has this great match with Randy. When Biggie does decide to cash in, I mean, when when the cash in happened, it almost felt like uh, I'm going to go way back here. Okay. It, it, from what I've read, because there isn't any video of it, it felt like the description of when Bruno San Martino defeated Buddy Rogers for the WWF championship. He's basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogers told the world that he's having a heart attack and no, oh, I can't, can't defend it. And Bruno just charged him, put him in yeah. a back or a torture rack essentially. Yeah. And, and beat him for the belt. Mm-hmm. And this was great because you had Bobby like saying, Oh God, my knee, my knee, I can't, I can't. But then like he's throwing fists. He's, he's a fighting champion throwing mm-hmm. fists. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for a minute, you're almost like, is this, this going to be the swerve that Lash or Lashley's going to retain? Yeah, but yeah, Biggie gets them in the end, and it's great. Yeah, so that's the thing too is uh, I also forgot to mention the opening segment. Uh, Randy Orton said, "You and I haven't faced each other in 14 years, and so I want to get another match between us in as soon as as soon as I can." But the match itself, I mean, I love kind of storytelling where. Bobby Lashley's trying to put the hurt lock on Randy and Randy's fighting, like pushing, trying to hit his hands away from making that full connection with the fingers around his neck to lock it in. And then finally, you know, he gets out, uh, he goes out of the ring or no, he hits the RKO out of Bobby Lashley, but he's hurt and he can't roll over fast enough to get the pin. Um, and then I had like when Randy was outside, he hit the RKO on MVP and then Riddle was laying next to uh, MVP and was like mocking him, like, ha ha, yeah. like shaking right well, next to him. And MVP messed up his knee, didn't he? Or so, yeah, or allegedly he hurt his hip and he's out indefinitely right now. So I wasn't sure if that's kayfabe or not, but mm. um, <laughs> but just that whole sequence right there, I was laughing. Oh, and yeah. then, uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 Randy, you know, goes back in, yeah, and then unfortunately Bobby spears him right. and he gets the pin. So yeah. Bobby retains, um, and then you know Bobby continues beating him up. And I like how he goes outside, he throws him on the table, and the table just explodes. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I got to give props to Bobby Lashley. I really thought he legit hurt himself yeah, when the I tea, remember. the teeth of the tea, the table came outward. It hit him in his leg, and I watched it live, and I was like, oh my god. 
I hope he's not actually hurt because he you started, actually thought he tweaked his leg because he really started you know uh, selling you know uh, yeah. uh, and that. limping yeah. back up the steps and then I realized good oh, selling good selling, selling. Mm-hmm. perfect timing Biggie comes running out cashes in the money in the bank briefcase for the contract uh, well, but what so, killed me though hold on I want I want I want to actually go ahead I'll ask you when you're done. Well, no, what killed me, though, is when they went to commercial break, though, like mm. they said he's going to cash in, and then they go to commercial break. I'm like, no, don't kill the momentum of this moment here. Um, but it felt very much like Dolph Ziggler when he cashed in Alberto Del Rio. He was he wins, and then he's like, you know, hurt, and then Dolph's coming in to capitalize on that. But, you know, Big E, they come back from the commercial, and then they introduce everyone. So I was like, okay, they're kind of giving him some time. So it's very much more baby face that they're going to set this up like a, a beginning in with uh, a, an actual match here. And so the match starts. And then I like how Bobby was getting some offense and I'm like, Oh my God, like, can we see Bobby actually retain and like Biggie loses his briefcase for nothing. Uh, but I like how Biggie counter took his knee out again, hit that same injured knee. Uh, and then ultimately hit the big ending and won the WWE championship and the crowd yeah, popped went, in went Boston. Bananas. I mean, in the new day, you know, Xavier and Kofi come running out. There's yeah. some fan footage online showing them running down the, the down the ramp and they <sighs> celebrate and stuff. It was great. Do great. You, do you think there's a missed opportunity that the rest? I feel like because of who who won the belt, like big, like clearly, you saw tons of people from WWE and AEW. Yeah. Do you think there's a missed opportunity that they didn't have the locker room pour out and surround the ring and applaud them? No, I think it was just fair for just his uh, buddies, you know, uh, okay. Kofi okay. and uh, just the New Day celebrating. Exactly. I was, yeah. I was waiting for them to try to lift him up. And, and they, uh, they never Xavier tried. Woods. Yeah. yeah. They never tried to lift him up like they did with Kofi at WrestleMania. Yeah. It, it was, I will say, that was kind of the nice, cool thing that everyone, regardless of their baby face and, or heel, broke and he kayfabe. Had, he, he had time to hold up the belt. And like, they didn't just, he didn't just win it. And then we got the. The uh, copy right at the bottom, yeah. the lower third. So yeah, no, I, that would have been really cool. Extra moment, uh, add to the moment as far as the whole locker room coming out and cheering him on. Yeah, yeah. it would have been a nice touch. But that was cool on social but, media though. Everyone broke kayfabe and was congratulating him. So that's kind of cool. Just the whole wrestling community really rallied behind him. And apparently, you know, the locker room loves him and stuff. Yeah, so apparently, everyone loves the guy. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, it, it was a really cool moment. I don't know. Did you notice when Biggie first ran down the ramp, you saw Bob, they cut to Bobby's face and he was almost kind of smiling a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, I think he kind of knew this is a special moment for Biggie. And I'm sure yeah. he was probably happy to put him over. Bobby, you know, it's, it's interesting. Bobby Lashley's WWE run mm-hmm. all altogether has been pretty moment filled. I mean, he, yeah. he's he's in the the Battle of the Billionaires match, remember? Yeah, and mm-hmm. he had that moment where he drove, you know, he he threw his body through a cage. Yeah, <laughs> to, to a, who, who was that for? Was that Batista or was that Big Show? No, that was oh, leading up to uh, yeah. Umaga. At, for Umaga, WrestleMania, that's right, that's right. WrestleMania 23. Awesome moment. But he took he Braun that, through yeah, that. I was just going to say, he had that awesome moment with Braun. He had the moment where he wins the belt. Like the, yeah. the guy like is someone that I think we should be appreciating. I think we are. Well, yeah, I, no, I, and I'm, I'm going to say, like I, I think, you know, I mean, as the much, hurt business itself, as short-lived as it was, people loved it. It made yeah. that raw underground. 
Yeah, well, I, I will say uh, that I think you know we are celebrating Big E's win. Congrats, yeah. and we're all super happy. But we all should applaud and give Bobby Lashley his flowers. What yeah. an amazing title reign! Yeah, what a book and title reign. I mean, and that's the thing: the last two title changes have been on Raw. Mm-hmm. You think about it when when Bobby Lashley won. Um, you know, it was back in what February? Yeah, against, we beat the Miz. Beat the Miz. Biggie here on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But you think about it, in the last seven months of Bobby Lashley's title reign, it was pretty epic, man. Dominant. Mm-hmm. And he had a fashion. great WrestleMania match with uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is. Uh, and I mean, Hell in a Cell. And Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I mean, um, that's something, you know, Richard, you and I were texting earlier in the week was they've really booked Bobby Lashley very strong. And even though he was a heel, I think we were all very satisfied how he was presented, how he mm-hmm. was dominating. Mm-hmm. And, and how he was booked. Yeah, yeah, even the character work. Because remember, you know, he was celebrating a lot with the ladies and partying. And then even when he thought he was getting a little too weak, he used the opportunity to snap out of it and kind of amp up his his anger, his, his monster-like way. So, yeah. um, you know, it was very fun. Uh, so I do want to acknowledge Bobby Lashley. Like, mm-hmm. I hope this is not the last time he's WWE champion. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm sure Big E's going to get hopefully a good title reign himself. Mm-hmm. But I do want to see Bobby Lashley get another opportunity for right. as, w, as WWE champion. Well, who knows? Even Universal champion down the road. I mean, that that could be something yeah. to keep an eye on. But I, I, I you, you did mention something about the hurt business. Um, MVP the next day posted on Instagram a photo of him and sitting next to Shelton Benjamin on an airplane and he says talking business like I'm paraphrasing <laughs> so a lot of people are like speculating oh my god you know is he talking to Shelton Benjamin trying to recruit him again and then even uh, Cedric tweeted out um, after Bobby Law said I'm paraphrasing I wish you had some backup huh so it kind of mm. wonder <laughs> you know like <laughs> Especially Could the business come back together? If MVP is not going to be on TV for a little bit, it, it sounds like he's re-injured himself. Who, who uh, was? MVP. MVP. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bobby. Bobby's one of those people that probably does better with people surrounding him, like Jeff yes. Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff, Double J was always better in the 90s and the two, early 2000s when he had someone in his corner. And, yeah, he had his know, own entourage. The Miz is like that. The Miz is always yeah. way more entertaining when it's not just the Miz. Yeah, Miz Taraj was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miz Taraj, Maurice, hello, mm-hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Johnny Drip Drip. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Would you say same for like um, uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel? Shawn's always good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like sometimes some guys just do better with people around him that he can feed. The person can feed off them and mm-hmm. really amplify their character. I think that's what Richard's more or less saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, listen, there's been rumors that Keith Lee might be going heel. I mean, maybe you know Cedric please, talking. Please. Imagine. We, I mean, we, yes. we, 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 we said it months ago that back Keith in December. Lee would be, yes, back that in Keith December. Lee would be a great addition for the hurt business. So here's my thing is like, okay, Cedric is kind of running his mouth on Twitter. I wonder, could they reform the Hurt Business, but upgrade, like get, not get, not keep Cedric, but, uh, bring in Keith Lee and his replacement or who knows if MVP is going to be gone for a while and they still want to make it a four man group. Maybe could it be Bobby, Keith Lee, Cedric and Shelton? I don't know. I, 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 this is just speculating and fantasy booking here, but 
I would like to hope that you know a make post it like, the modern day four horsemen and MVP is your JJ Dillon. Yeah, I would love that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, there, there, there's I think a lot more story there, and I think it's going to be crucial how they treat Bobby Lashley going forward. I I wouldn't be surprised they might keep him off TV for a bit, just for you know he's had a lengthy title reign. Probably give him some time to rest. Um, I'm I'm assuming he'll definitely have a match against Goldberg at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia in October. Because remember Goldberg, the last promo he cut, it said it's not so much about the title. He just wants revenge against Bobby. Well, now the title's off Bobby, so the two of them can just go at it and just have a match. And even Goldberg can get his win back from Bobby, and Bobby's not the champion, so wouldn't hurt him as much. Uh, so we'll see. But, no, Rich, I do want to say something you and I were talking about via text earlier in the week. One thing I give WWE credit in the last couple years, how they really treated the WWE Championship as far as the champions, it's been some really epic title reigns in the last yeah. couple of years. I mean, from, you know, I mean, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, you know, Daniel Bryan had a really fun title reign as, you know, the, well, the pe- planet champion, planet champion. But then Kofi, obviously Kofi mania, you know, how hot he was and the, the reign he had, unfortunately, ended kind of obviously abruptly with Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar had a great title reign himself. Remember, he entered the Royal Rumble as yeah. WWE champion. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Drew McIntyre, you know, had two title reigns during this pandemic, and we've talked plenty of times about him. Now, granted, Randy Orton and The Miz had short title reigns, but you pointed out in the text was they're transitional. They were kind of helped put over the next champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so Bobby Lashley, Big E. So you and I, we're, we've been very happy of how they really treated WWE Championship. Even though Universal Championship gets a lot of love, in the mainstream media, the way they treat the WWE championship, I've really been happy with it. It's funny because there was a narrative for a while that WWE just flip flops titles left yeah. and right. And it's like, when was the last time they really flip flopped with no reason? Like it's been a number of years since they've really had like hot potato belts. 2017 like, was the last I'm looking here. Yeah. 2017 was Cena, Wyatt, Orton, gender, AJ. Yeah, that was 2017. So they've, you know, they're, they're, little, you, you can tell by the people that you just read off, though, that they're trying different things because three yeah. of those people have never been WWE champion. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and one of one of them wound up having a pretty good reign and was uh, very new. Mm-hmm. AJ and AJ Styles. Yeah. So, God, that was oh, that was such a good. I do miss yeah. AJ as champion. I, I, I he's, he needs he's he's kind of in that same spot that. Seth Rollins was in last year. Yeah. And where he's he's trying to give the rub to somebody else and luckily with it, uh, with him he is his rub is working. Yeah. Um but I you know I at some point that's going to come to an end and AJ will finish what he uh his career there. I I definitely see AJ get at least one more title reign either Universal yeah. or WWE. He he deserves it. He's arguably the greatest wrestler of the last 15 years so yeah um i definitely want to see him get get one more shot uh but yeah we can go on we can see what happens with uh biggie we're looking forward to that um you know this monday on raw is already announced gonna be the bloodline versus the new day which we'll go more into that more in regards to what happened on smackdown uh but real quick also on raw um Rich, I want to get your thoughts on carrying cross's promo yeah i want to hear it's it's it, it's it's Karrion Cross's call up on Raw has been a very uh, hokey what's the pokey. word? 
it's a very it's been a very not controversial but it's a it's been a very hot topic amongst just the wrestling fans of how he's been treated over the last couple months since moving on up from NXT. You remember when Cross came back from his injury at NXT and you you kind of were like, ah, I don't 100% see it yet. Mm-hmm. You just weren't sure. And what did I say? I said, just wait for them to put a microphone in the man's hand. And yeah. Boy, oh boy, did he get himself over on, on Raw. So, because I, you know, because we're on the, the West Coast, we, I'm, you know, I'm kind of looking at Instagram during the commercials. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm seeing like people flipping out that are on the East, getting the East Coast feeder, people that have satellite, then, mm-hmm. you know, they can watch it at five, saying like, oh my God, like that was awesome. And he gave mm-hmm. a nod to Sean O'Hare in the promo <laughs> and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um, but like that's the cross that I know from Impact. That's the cross I know from Lucha Underground and the Indies. So I was thrilled because it's it's like this is this is it. Like we didn't get this cross in NXT. Like this is Killer Cross. This is Carrion Cross. And, and if you can explain that as far as because we see him in a black you know suit talking to the camera, and he's more or less outlining his motivation and how all he knows is just go out there and destroy people. Yes. And you see this highlight package of what he's done the last few weeks has been on this little bit of a monster tear post Jeff Hardy laws. He's been going out there and having kind of like more or less these squash matches and destroying guys. So is that kind of more or less what you're, what you normally like to see out of him is him explaining his motivation yes. that he's going to go out there and just kill people. He's, he's tremendous on a microphone and, and, and like, it's his his mic stuff is always layered with breadcrumbs, and when you know what the breadcrumbs are, it's it's gratifying as hell. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of you know it's like uh, I've I've had discussions with him, mm-hmm. uh, and and we've talked about Sean O'Hare and how that was a big influence on him on the microphone, especially that specific character that was short lived in WWE, but a lot of things that were short lived early on or, or, or things that we remember fondly. Like if you look at uh, Doink the Clown, the early Matt Bourne Doink the Clown, where it was a scary clown was great. And then everyone that portrayed Doink after that was a joke. Yeah. It was ha ha and it's a laugh for the kids. And it's like, yeah, the dark one was good. <laughs> yeah. But like a- this is, this has been crossed for years and I've, I've heard people on other podcasts talk about, you know, I remember seeing this guy in Las Vegas in front of five people and he's cutting a promo like this, like in front of them, you know, just because he's honing his craft. He's always working on that. He work. I mean, everything with him is meticulous. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I think we saw a little bit of I don't want to say stage fright, but like testing the waters as to how physical he could be on NXT. And it seems like he's a lot more physical on WWE programming though. Like the, the outfits have, have been uh, joke worthy to some. Um, I think that if you're paying attention to what he's doing and now what he's saying, it doesn't matter what he's wearing. It's a matter of what he does and says. Okay. Um, and, like, and I think it's also brilliant now that they haven't had Scarlet with him. Because if he gets over without her, imagine how much over he gets over with the crowd when she's there. Because she's she's knockout. 
Yeah. (laughs) Well, smoke show. Like like you said, I'm not going to front and act like I'm a a cross expert. I definitely rely on you for your expertise when it comes to that. But Conan, was it last weekend or the weekend before? He's been posting just a lot of photos and videos on his Twitter. And he posted like this highlight video of Killer Cross. And it was a lot of highlights look like from Impact and and AAA. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was like... This yeah. is badass. Where's yeah. this guy been? And yes. granted, you know, Triple H and the powers that be in NXT probably had a vision for him and were trying to maybe borrow elements of that, but do their own NXT version of that. But I was like watching this is like, man, if, if I would have got yeah. more of this, I think more people would have been on board right away with him. Um, now, granted, it's WWE, even NXT. They still treat everything very PG. I mean, NXT is obviously the more or was the more hard hitting pro wrestling favorite show. And you know, we're not going to get blood and all that stuff. But it that was the brand that probably could have been the closest to what we've seen in the past from him, or at least the platform to do it on. Um, now, granted, we're not going to get Killer Cross style stuff probably in Raw or raw right now i mean unless there's like an accidental bleeding or something uh but just that aggression i was like oh where's that been like i I wanted to see that so at least it looks like from this promo i i felt very more it's like a reset for him you know yeah yeah for sure because there were people complain i mean listen i'm not a huge fan of the mask and like the 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 costume he's been wearing to the ring right now i think it looks kind of silly well, but I'll, I'll say this though I, and i i i said this to cross <laughs> that it's like at the same time 30 years ago now people were laughing at the mastodon mask that vader had and now they think it's the coolest thing ever and oh. they make an action figure with that everyone wants it or demolition so, and stuff like that yeah yeah uh, exactly because those masks that demolition had were short-lived and they were kind of a joke at the time and now people are like those look pretty badass. It's like, yeah, they do. Well, as Daniel Bryan said, everyone's fickle. <laughs> everyone's fickle. But um, uh, I, I will say this, though. With Cross, you know, listen, we know the rumor was him lose to Jeff Hardy, and he loses again. And he goes on like on this losing, and it kind of, losing streak, and it kind of snaps him to, like, what the F, and, like, snaps out of it and just goes on a tear. Unfortunately, we never got to see. And then, like, uh, Scarlett was going to come and kind of, like, amplify him or, like, power him up, you know, her presence there. Unfortunately, Jeff getting COVID, I think that whole derailed that whole storyline idea. So we never got to see it truly played out. So now it looks like they're making a pivot and this is their restart. It's like, okay, you know what? I think a lot of people are dwelling too much on that Jeff Hardy loss, even that left a, a bad taste in everyone's mouth. It's like, okay, forget about that. Focus on what he's been doing the last few weeks as far as going out there, squashing guys, tearing them apart. And now this promo is reminding you of who he is and what his motivations are. And this is what you're going to expect from him moving forward. Is that probably the right way of looking at this now for his oh, character? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I mean, from- like I said, I, I, I think a large part of it, especially with NXT and, I, and we don't, we really don't know where things were going to go with NXT because he did get injured when he won the belt. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, cause you, you know, usually you see someone's character in NXT and we didn't get to see his character in NXT, but we saw mm-hmm. a dominant champion. And I, I think they knew what they had 
that's he didn't spend much time in NXT at mm-hmm. all. If you think about it, from mm-hmm. from TV time uh, to TV time. Yeah. So like that kind of says where he's at. But there is I also remember reading reports on him early on saying that he's really taken to like everything that the coaches say and, and improvements to make. He shows them every time he's out there that he's he's adjusted to what they've asked for. So um he can listen, which is great if you're you know, this is a team sport essentially. But yeah. Uh, no, so I, I hope now, like I said, I, I still want to see Scarlet. I still want to see his old entrance from NXT. I still want those parts. I don't know if that's the point of like they're slowly building up to those things to like he becomes like full power by the end, if that makes sense. Like I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, tr- it's like a video game. It's just it's you like, adding you add to yeah. your character. Yes. OK, exactly. I think a lot of but people I mean, are he- jumping the gun. I I agree. I agree. I, I think it, it's funny to me too that people hate on him. That it's like he was an indie wrestler. Like they think that he's just some guy that WWE made. But it's like he was on the indies for like five years. Remember what was it? January and February twenty twenty. Like he was the hottest free agent. Yeah, out there. Like everyone was he's like, "Where's he gonna go?" Crowd. He was in the crowd at all all in. Like you can see him during the the Nick all this Cody Rhodes match square in the middle with this crazy grin on his face. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Remember, cause he jumped in MLW for a bit. Like he was, that's a, he was, yeah, he was on MLW TV at the same time. He was on NXT TV. Cause yeah, those all pre tapes of earlier in the year at, at Philadelphia. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know he had the contract issues with impact and they were trying to, he was trying to get out of that contract and, Everyone wanted him at AEW, WWE. He was a hot free agent. And then when he showed up, everyone was kind of crapping on him. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of people who criticize some of his in-ring work and all that stuff. And that's a whole nother issue. But as far I'm focusing watch, more on the character. Watch his stuff from Mexico. That's yeah, yeah. all I'm going to say. Because he's choke slamming uh, luchadors left and right, and stealing, <laughs> stealing masks and covering himself in blood. And Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Um, so... Like I said, I'll be patient and see how this plays out because I really felt like this is a reset. Now, my only issue is, you know, he's taking out guys like Morrison and was a ricochet. You know, these are guys that the fans love and want to see get more TV time and get pushes on their own. So it kind of sucks that Cross is being matched up against guys the crowd already loves. So maybe they should have done these squash matches with maybe lesser known guys or some other big he's, names. He's not a he's not a baby face. I mean, nothing about his character is a baby face. So I think that's why that they're putting him in there with the fan favorites is, uh, you know, destroy your heroes. Uh, you know, get himself up in, in that, you know, he's in the, he, he jumped into the mid card picture and he's a main event guy and he can get to the main event clearly. Yeah. So, so we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it plays out. Um, last thing I just want to touch on real quick for Raw was the whole Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss storyline that's going on here. So uh, we saw last week, you know, uh, Nia lose to Charlotte because Shayna jumped on the ropes. And then this week, Shayna had a match with Charlotte. Nia returned the favor. Her, her former uh, championship tag team partner jumped on the rope. Charlotte got the win over Shayna. Um, Nia and Shayna, it looks like this former tag team are going to blow up and have a match. And I'm assuming one of them is going to get drafted to SmackDown. Do you have a preference who you think might should move over? I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Shayna. I think Shayna needs a fresh start. Agreed. And I, and I, I think, think, I think if, if Bruce Pritchard can get his hands on her, that that'd be great. 
and I think if she can go to SmackDown, they, they need more uh, heel, um, strong heel women contenders over there. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. So anyway, after Charlotte wins, Alexa comes out and uh, offers her a gift, and it's a gift of her own personalized Charlotte doll that looks like named Charlie that looks like uh, Lily. And this- did you did you see what Alexa did online? No. What was it? So Charlotte posts this gorgeous photo of her on the beach in a bikini. And and like minutes later, Alexa Bliss posts that doll on the beach in a beach chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> or poolside or something, wherever she was. But it was just kind of like, oh, my God, this is too good for timing. Um, I'm, I'm kind of digging, you know, like Alexa gets a good heat on because she was acting all kind of, you know, crazy and uh charlotte you know i like how charlotte said i don't play with dolls i I play with championships yeah, yeah. and i was like i don't play with dolls i play with action figures that was my my tweet <laughs> during that segment you, but, you still do you absolutely still do. but uh um yeah i'm kind of starting to get on board with this matchup here it, it's just <laughs> it, it, it was just interesting because you know she brings her you know she's acting all kind of goofy and then she called charlotte a bitch and then it snapped her off, and she started fighting. The two of them started fighting. So they're going to be match. See them in a real fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to match I mean, at like, two rules. Like where they're where they're not going to get separated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so and then we saw Charlotte later on throw the doll in the garbage. So I'm, I'm sure that doll is going to haunt her in some capacity. I mean, you know, do you, do you think they're doing this? Story continuing this storyline with Alexa based off of that new Chucky show that's coming. Ah, I don't know. I'm well, wondering if it's going to get dropped after that airs. Well, here's the thing, and this is something I don't think enough people are talking about. Is the reason they're keeping Alexa like this? That doll is selling the Lily doll oh, really? at WWE shop, dude. When I went to SummerSlam and I went to the Superstore over there inside MGM Grand. They were selling Lily dolls, a ton of them. They were on display. Did you get me and Tommy one? No, I did not. He could use it as an armrest for his stool. (laughs) Buddy, I should have bought you one. I should have got out. Now I'm (laughs) kicking myself. But but it was just funny. Like, they're, they're, they're... you know that's the thing it's like wwe i think certain characters they keep going with based on merch sales and toy sales so um, obviously that lily doll must be selling if that's why her character is still emphasizing this now granted i feel like lately alexa has been acting more like a jester on monday night raw and that's much more like a supernatural scary being well, I, I think part part of that is that we've got fans again, so we can't have things fall from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies getting on fire and stuff. Yeah. So the camera seepage. Yeah, seepage. Yeah. The camera yeah. work, yeah, cannot be as uh, uh, as much trickery as they did in, in yeah. the Thunderdome. So okay, I'll give you that. But uh, God, I miss the Thunderdome. I know for some of that magical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, this is obviously this is the buildup for extreme rules and we'll see how this matchups here. But, uh, you know, the, the big E title win, very epic. That's what made this episode of Raw really stand out. And so, yeah, we're super happy for him and looking forward to Raw this week. It's going to be good stuff. All right, let's move on over to uh, Tuesday night. Uh, it was the debut episode of NXT 2.0. Uh, 
Um, it was a huge ratings uh, uh, showing for the show. I think just out of curiosity, a lot of people wanted to tune in and see what the hell's going on here. We'd seen the teasers and the social media campaign for it. Um, so, Richard, I will start with you. Just your overall takeaways of NXT 2.0, a new era for no longer the black and yellow brand. It's, I guess, the rainbow, rainbow color brand. Sherbert. <laughs> Sherbert? Yeah. Uh, over-delivered. Really? Okay. <laughs> if I could sum it up into one word. Okay. I loved it. I loved that there was a plexiglass screen with the, in front of the fans. Uh, I love the lighting. The lighting was great. It reminded me a little bit of early TNA. Um, (laughs) it just, it just needed that bright, like even when it was at full sale, it was too dark sometimes. Um, and it was littered with new talent. That's very impressive. I loved the whole show. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to where to start with this. Well, Tommy, how about you? Anything initial takeaways that just stood out for you for this episode? Um, the setting reminded me of like the early days of WCW worldwide or then of course Saturday night as well. That's what it reminded me of the setting. And, um, you know, but the, the way they were seated, the fans and all that, if you've kind of felt like a, you were on a talk show or something like that. Yes. In a way. It's like Jenny Jones. <laughs> like Jenny Jones. Yes. Yes. Jenny Jones. Um, I, I agree with all of you guys. I, I really enjoyed this show. Um, as far as it just looked bigger, the set. I mean, let's be honest. This is WWE's version of a studio wrestling show. Yeah. As far as they're in one location. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like how it felt bigger, and I like the seating. Felt like they had a lot of fans inside, and you can see all of them. They all stood out. And Richard, I'm with you. It's like I like, and they took out like the traditional barricade that they have for Raw and SmackDown, and instead had like the see-through plexiglass, so you can see everyone head to toe completely. You could see everyone, um, and I like how it seemed like a lot more space from the ring to that plexiglass yeah. type of barricade there. And the entrance looked brighter, wider, all that stuff. Now I'm not still not I'm not I'm not a fan yet of like the whole rainbow spectrum of colors, the neon like colors. It. I like it a lot. I, I, I almost I almost feel like I hope maybe they narrow it down to like a couple colors. Hmm. Like okay, if you're not gonna do yellow and black, maybe do okay. I, raw- see, I I like it because Raw and Smackdown are beholden to those colors. They're not gonna change them, and they can't change. Them. Yeah, with this, it kind of gives you the free range that we can go in any direction. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and, and it really and, catches your eye. And it's a, it, it's the, it's the palette NXT, and it's a yeah. palette of different styles and different people right. and different everything. A lot more diversity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, I was just thinking not it, not race, just in terms of like <laughs> yeah, just like, a, like hot, diverse side, styles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, no, I, I was just thinking. Okay, Raw is red, SmackDown's blue. Combine the two, was that make purple? So I was thinking maybe NXT can be more purple because it's like the future of Raw and SmackDown. I know Two Hundred Five Live has purple in their colors, and even that thing Two Hundred Five Live is thing? it's still going on, but it's just it's a variety of people on the show now. So I don't know why they still call it Two Hundred Five Live when they have different people on there now outside of that division. So whatever, uh, maybe that can be, I don't know. I mean, remember, you know, there was supposed to be like NXT evolve. I wonder if that whole plan's dead in the water now. So, um, but that oh. being, 
I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I'm with you. I enjoyed the space. I did like, you know, some shots you do see like on the ceiling, like you see like those pipes and stuff. So I wish, I don't know if there's a way they could cover that still, or maybe like some of the walls look very bare. So I don't know if they can maybe turn the lights off on that, like more of a balance, like bright. I I'm, I like how everything was bright on the floor. It very felt like I, I didn't watch a lot of it, but it reminded me of like old FCW for WWE when that first launched. Um, as far as that goes, but I don't know if they could turn some of the lights off at the very top of like the ceiling because it's like that stuff is just so empty and it was just like jarring. It's like, yeah, that's empty wall space right there. Unless they maybe put some more banners up, I don't know. Um, but I'm with you as far as the actual talent. It's like, yeah, this is 2.0. This is our whole new roster that we're going to be focusing on, young, upcoming talent. And they put them all out there. Yeah. <laughs> like every, every segment was like a new person. You're like, man, it really Showcase. felt like, it really felt like last week's NXT was like a series finale. Yeah. And this was a series premiere. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a whole new show now, a whole new promotion. Start. Like, NXT Black and Yellow, that promotion's dead now. Yeah. This really felt like this is a whole new now, wrestling promotion you, to get behind. You saying that, you saying that, I'm fine with them saying it's NXT 2.0. I am not fine with them putting it on the, the screen next to the Yes, logo. yes, that I agree with. Yeah. I just, like, how long we is get that it at this for? point. Yeah. yeah. Well, they kept yeah. saying 2.0, Yeah, how many set changes have we seen for Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> that's true. I, no, it's like they're beating over. I hope. 2.0 would be NXT of all that we've been joking about. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. It's like, don't say 2.0, you know, every week. I mean, it's like, just say it's a new era, 2.0, boom. And then, but like the announcers say like literally every break multiple times. They was, just got to drop it. I was just like, yeah. this is ridiculous. So speaking of names that they should change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good segue the right there. <laughs> so yeah, the first match we saw LA Knight come out because uh, so he ran into uh, well we know him as Bronson Steiner, but we were <laughs> we were told he was going to be called Rex Steiner, but instead now first Braun. time on screen Braun Breaker. <laughs> so yeah. it is LA- NXT names change all the time in NXT. So yes. let's let's. Let's um, wait a while. So he meets, uh, runs to LA Knight, and they decide to have a match. And this is LA Knight wanting a match ahead of his uh, Fatal Four Way. So Richard, our prediction was right from last week with Samoa Joe injured. They decided to make the Fatal Four Way, which was originally going to be the number one contender for Samoa Joe. It was now going to be determining the new champion for NXT. So, um, so yeah, LA Knight wrestled twice on this past Tuesday. Um, so yeah, opening match. It was like the old NXT era. Versus the new NXT era in this opening match here, Braun Breaker versus LA Knight. Tommy, I'll let you take it away as far as your thoughts on this opening here. And if, just a impactful debut by Braun Breaker. Um, you know, I enjoyed that he gave you know LA Knight the Steiner line, and mm-hmm. he was giving him the belly to belly suplex. And you know, to me, I thought LA Knight was the perfect opponent for him. Mm-hmm. You know, for his first match, and you know, he's to me, he's one of the safest wrestlers to work with as far as you know his move sets. He's their Miz, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. And I even heard yeah. that <laughs> I think he's offered to train him. I believe at the at the performance. Center. Oh, really? L.A. Night. Yeah. So I give him a whole lot of credit for. 
putting him over like that. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed the finisher, which was the military press uh, power slam, you know? Yeah. So he lifts him up over his head and then brings him down, drops him down on his shoulder and power slams him down. Very much like Braun Strowman, his finisher exactly. was. Um, yeah, Richard, dude. I mean, first off, Braun coming out dressed like, you know, his dad and uncle with the same kind of singlet, uh, mm-hmm. colorful singlet. Mm-hmm. Um his mannerism, though, yeah. What do you think of his mannerism? Like before the match, talking at LA night, he was almost kind of like pumped, pumped, yeah, pumped, like excited, like, "Hey, how's it going?" What? Ah. What, what he had one or two matches on the indie shows before coming to WWE, and he hasn't been in WWE that long, and that's what we got. Woo! It was, I, it was, it was perfection. Blue chipper, blue, blue chipper. I, I, I was <laughs> concerned at first. Like I saw him, and I was pumped to see him because we knew who he was. Uh, and we, uh, and then I kind of like felt deflated with the name and then he got in the ring and it's like, Oh boy, like, this is not going to be like LA Knight just going to beat up this kid to make him look good going into the main event. It's like, no, he's, he's having a match and it's a good match. Like, it's not just like, it's not just because it's a Steiner that it's a good match. It's like, no, this is a good match. Um, I'm wondering, do you think, He's got that name right now because they want him to get over with the fans because of him and not because of his family name. I I mean, Tommy and I were talking. Doesn't Scott Steiner have heat with Vince or Triple H? They don't care about that. I, I, I honestly, I, 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 honest to God, think that if they knew that they could make money off of him because of his last name, they would. And sure. I think that they treat everyone on a case-by-case basis because they've hired other people with reputations. Um. Vic Joseph, shout out to him. He did name drop. So they were apparently instructed not to reference that he was a Steiner, but they did, <laughs> but they did say Dogface Gremlin at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah. Vic Joseph did drop that. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So if anyone who knows, knows that reference right there to his dad. So yeah. um, I, I love the match. I love his performance. I mean, what a debut. It wasn't necessarily a he, squash, but he looked great. He got the Kevin Owens treatment on his first night. Yes, came in looking strong. good in mm-hmm. his match, and then we got a teaser later on with your most over person on the show. Yeah, so I mean, it was cool how throughout the night people were cheering and congratulating him. So almost like Cena asking when Cena debuted on SmackDown and beat uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. So um, he is someone to look out for. So I mean, it looks like they're literally pushing to the moon. They're really going to strap the rocket on him. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that's a sign. He's going to be someone that they're going to really push right away on the NXT brand right now. Uh, so, yeah, we, we can talk more about him at the end, what we saw. Um, real quick, I'll go down just through the list real quick. So we saw Imperium defeat Josh Briggs and Brooks, Brooks Jensen. Josh Briggs we saw in the breakout tournament. Were they, yeah. the, they were the country tag team, right? Yeah, and exactly. Brooks Jensen, his dad was... Um, Used to be in Right to Censor, that big dude. Oh, Bull Buchanan? I, yeah. Bull Buchanan? That's I didn't his, know that. Th- that's Bull's son. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, so Imperium got the win, though. So, yeah, I think a lot of people on Twitter early in the show thought, wait, are all the new talent are going to debut going to get wins tonight? No, not the case. They debut, but some win, some loss. So Imperium looked in tippy-top shape, physical shape. Oh, spectacular. And, oh, and, okay, not, not to go on a tangent real quick. Okay, we saw a lot of you know new talent, and we saw some of the former you know NXT 1.0 era people on there. Do you think a lot of them are going to get 
moved up in the draft now. Like, I feel like there's a lot of them. We could save that maybe later for a conversation, but, um, you know, does Imperium stick around? Does Grizzle Young Veterans stick around? Uh, I think MSK kind of fits in more with this new crowd. I think Grizzled Young Veterans probably sticks around till they know that they've got visas that are in order. Uh, yeah. Because they're they're kind of brand spanking new for NXT. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I think that you're still going to want people that have been there and been experienced before you send them away to help the new all this new talent. The new, talent, no one's, the new talent's not going to get over with help from the older talent. Yeah. So, but I, Briggs and Jen, I mean, it was cool. So, what I'm getting at, a lot of the talent that we saw debut here were a mixture of people from the breakout tournament and people that have been signed with them, like new signees and stuff. So, it's definitely a clean slate of new talent here. Um, BFAB got a win over Katrina Cortez. So, it's cool. BFAB finally get a match. You know, she's been with uh, um, Hit Row. As like the hype girl, but finally to see her in the ring, that was yeah. nice to see. Yes, good looking and, girl. Yeah, and dude, and hit row. I think they're really going to thrive, kind of in this new era of. Yeah, it's going to be their show. Yeah, totally. I think they're going to run like how undisputed era ran the old NXT. I think hit row can run this. Weren't we supposed to get Frankie Monet against Raquel Gonzalez on this? Yeah, and it uh, got bumped. Um, I did they, they even did, mention it on the show? They didn't couple? mention it. I mean, they and since fans were upset because they did promote it heavily. It was going to happen. Then it got bumped last minute. Um, I don't know when they're going to make up for it. There was something on YouTube, like a like WWE.com exclusive video. Um, so I, I'm sure they kayfabe it for some reason. I think what, you know, it turned into like, this is our first episode. Let's just debut all of our new talent and then save that championship match for another time. So. I don't know what's going to take place. Um, Carmelo Hayes, who won the breakout tournament here, um, cut a promo and introduced his buddy, Trick Williams. This what was a you- bit of a flop for me. Yeah, it didn't hit with me. No. Because we, mean- don't, we, don't, we don't know Carmelo Hayes besides a couple of matches that he's had. He's, he's flat to me. I don't, you know, he doesn't do it for me. Well, I, I wonder so if the, po- the point of this promo was to kind of remind people that he does have a rough edge or he he's he's gonna have a, a hard edge he, around he, it. he sounded very unsure on the microphone yeah uh very nervous yeah mm-hmm. and even trick williams i mean they they attacked um the australian guy um oh the, um, yeah uh um, but, but that but that Ducat, tells, Ducatson. Ducatson. Yeah. Yeah. they attacked a heel so it's just kind of like is is carmelo hayes a heel or what like what is he yeah so i know i i'm I think Carmelo Hayes is a work in prog- progress. I mean, he, he still has the contract. Uh, I don't know when he plans on using that contract to get a title match for winning the breakout tournament. So we'll see. I, I, I He's a very athletic guy. A lot of people do like him. I do want to see more out of his character, though. I'm not fully on board. That promo did not really win me over too much. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It, and that's the thing. Keep in mind, Richard, as you said, this is a lot of fresh young talent. This is their first time on TV. So I think we're going to see this is really back to developmental, like people really testing the waters and figuring out who they are. And it's going to be some it's going to be a bumpy uh, growing pains here. So that's something I got to kind of for me when I'm watching that to be maybe super critical because this is a different product. now. Well, that's going to it's going to help because it looks different. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, and that's the thing is, you know, maybe with Vince and Bruce kind of overseeing a little bit more, maybe that will lessen that disconnect that NXT previously had with Raw and SmackDown. So when people get called up, people got mad when someone got rebooked or repackaged. I'm wondering now if Bruce and Vince are there because they knew ahead of time that Triple H was probably going in for whatever this heart thing was. Um, and, that, and, and that they probably wanted to oversee the way it's going to look as well. Well, I, I, I do know Kevin Dunn was there on Tuesday. Vince and Bruce, um, from what I heard or read, they were not there per se. Um I know. I mean, we'll, we'll show, get more. So Shawn Michaels is running. Shawn Michaels did run the show this week, Tuesday or uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Triple H is still recovering, so Shawn Michaels was the one in charge on Tuesday. Uh, I really want to know who he, who he, uh, which new talent he has his eyes on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he was very much Adam Cole had his eyes on him, but now who the new talent he's going to have his eyes on? Um, and then let's see, we saw. Uh, Casey and Kaden defeat Gigi and JC Jane by DQ. Then we saw the debut, a re-debut of Mandy Rose as a brunette. Yeah. What do you think of uh, uh, brunette hair Mandy Rose now? Uh, Foxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can't look bad. She I mean, we saw her the hair to any color and she's going to look good. Well, so, okay, she got her face busted and she had the mask on and then she had the hoodie on before the show, like backstage and then she debuts as a brunette. So is this like she, her group? It's are they supposed to be like these edgy girls now? Like, don't they have a nickname now, Tommy? Do you know? They have a they have a faction name. Yeah, um, um, I don't remember what it was. By the way, I, I do like their their music. It's Marilyn Manson, like a, a play yeah. on um, the Eurythmics cover. Yeah, sweet dreams. You know, sweet dreams. I, who's who's the the other girl that's not Gigi Dolan? J.C. Jane. She's, Jane, yeah. she's good, but Gigi Dolan, I had reservations with thinking she might not make it here. Just Her not, facial not, expressions not, are kind of weird to me. <laughs> she, she, I, I, I'm saying this as a compliment. Um, that when she, when I heard that she got signed, yeah, I was just like, she's so indie. You know, like she's so indie wrestling. I you know, know what she did, right? You heard? Oh, yeah, what she, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, I was wondering, like, you know, she, she, she's, she's, she looks like a teenager that's still developing. She's tall and gangly, and but she's done really well. Yeah, no, she. I will give her credit. Like in the ring, she with her over the top dramatic facial expressions. She does use it uh, when she's laying into someone, like beating the crap out of someone. So, like, she does look a little over dramatic, but at least it's at least adding to the scene. Like, she's trying to really show that she's beating the crap out of someone. So, she really does have this cool, badass, tough edge around her. And so, I'll give her that. Um, it's just like sometimes, like, her facial expressions seem like so over the top. I like, I, I can't focus on what's going on here. Like, I'm just staring at her, like, eyes getting all, like, big and, like, like crazy looking. It's like, okay, like, tone it down a bit, make it a little more believable because you look kind of more of just like a cartoon character. Yeah. You're, so you're not in the arena. They can see your face <laughs> everywhere in the building. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, and then, yeah, it led to a, a three on three match, um, that, uh, uh, Mandy Rose team one here. So yeah, Mandy Rose, it's interesting because she was treated like such the blonde bombshell for years now. Now she's kind of going down more the I, dark it's a, hair. It's a smart move. It's a smart goth, move. Not goth, but you know, like 
hard edge look now. So this is really kind of a jarring 180 for Mandy Rose's character. So it's interesting. I would love to learn more about you know why she got sent to NXT. Dana Brooke. What happened to Dana Brooke now on Raw? She's hardly seen now. So hopefully Mandy can do maybe some sort of a shoot interview and kind of explain what happened. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, we saw Ridge Holland defeat Drake Maverick. Uh, I think I wonder because we've seen Drake Maverick on Raw. We haven't talked about this, but you know he's kind of back in the twenty four seven title scene on Raw. Uh, but Ridge Holland, you know, hey, he's one of the big boys, so he's probably definitely going to get a big push here. Um, uh, Tommy and Richard, your favorite, the Creed brothers. Oh yeah, Ooh. another match. It was a squash match, mm-hmm. but they destroyed them. Um, oh. I was going to ask you, okay, so after the match, Diamond Mine, or actually before the match, or was it after? Diamond Mine cuts a promo. You With see the Ivy two, Nile. Yeah. So they added a female to the faction, uh, which kind of makes me wonder, was that going to be the role for Marina Shafir? Because remember, the rumor was still mm. in But she got released. So this girl, I mean... I don't know much about her, but she won like that. She's on the Titan games. With the yeah. Rock. The rock game show. Yeah. She's, she's very strong and she's very sexy. So yeah. she's kind of a, a killer. So it'd be interesting. Uh, see what happens. Let me ask you this though. You know, Malcolm Bivens is talking and he's putting over the Creed brothers and her did Roderick strong. He's supposed to be the leader, but didn't he seem kind of out of place? Like he was off to the side. It wasn't about him. I think that they just want him as a body out there right now. Cause we still okay. know who that other guy is too. Or we do, but he hasn't really done much. Yeah. I think he's more just a coach for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we see Kushida come out and it looks like Roderick strong. Kushida are going to have a match. Uh, so th- their storyline's still going, but yeah, diamond mine, you know, I, I kind of like the pieces that they have going here now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. So, um, and then uh, the last two things, though, I was really shocked that the Fatal Four Way for the NXT title was second to last. It was not the main event here, um, but we saw uh, uh, Cool Kyle get beat up before the match, and so uh, William Regal decided to put the new guy Von Wagner because he became to the came to the aid for Kyle and make the save. What do you think about that switch as far as Von Wagner in Kyle Riley's spot for? The championship match. I was like, "Who is this guy?" He just looks like a- I have never seen so many rumors so quick. Um, there, there are people that are saying that he, they want him to be the face of NXT and that they're going to skyrocket him to the WWE Championship. Where I'm just like, the guy just came out. Like, what? What is this? Uh, they, they, they did him a disservice. Uh, you thought pretty, so? Okay, pretty yeah. heavily, I think. He looked like a deer uh, in the headlights, you know. Here's here's Vince McMahon's, uh, uh, what Vince would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince would put someone in there of equal or greater value, and they put in this guy. So the fans were told they were going to get one thing, mm-hmm. and it's a title match, so you're expecting something, and you're you, you would think maybe even. Uh, I don't know. It, it, you would think maybe even Braun Breaker over this guy since he won his opening match. And See, like yeah, not the- not that he would win it, but like maybe that he was just because you and I had a conversation off air last week. Maybe this was just a decision that all three of these guys or all four of those guys were uh, in spots that they didn't want to hurt. So you have that guy in there that could take a loss. Yeah. So okay. It, 
a couple things. So, yeah, Von Wagner, his dad is he, he's Cal Bloom. That's his real name. But um, Wayne Bloom's his dad. Yeah. Um, the, he was one of the uh, Beverly brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with Mike Enos. Yeah. Um, team. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was interesting. So I wonder why they did this angle again. Kyle Riley out. Maybe because, yeah, they didn't want to hurt it. Yeah. They don't want any one of these guys to get lost. Well, well, and you and I were talking about off air that I, I think that they're trying to save Kyle winning the belt for someone that he's fighting that's above him. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, it, it just makes sense that like Kyle's a smaller guy, but he can get himself over by being that fighter and submission specialist. Well, I was just going to say, so one, I was really surprised Ellie Knight lost at the beginning of the show and loses here. So he loses twice in one night. So I was like, damn, he just he can't get a break here. He loses the million dollar title recently, loses here. He's a little bit on a losing streak here. Um, I really thought Pete Dunn was going to win just because like, he's done everything else in NXT as far as winning. Um but I'm actually very happy Ciampa win. The match was kind of short. It was like barely, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. So it was not a takeover quality match here. It was short and sweet TV match. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ciampa, I thought, was the now looking back on it, was the right win. Because he's definitely from that old era of NXT. And very much in the same line. or Standard same bearer. As, as like Samoa Joe. Samoa mm-hmm. Joe definitely represents the old school NXT way. So well, this is like the next best thing. Someone from that same time period. Ciampa debuted in NXT against Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a cool little little note. So Ciampa gets the win here. And so he gets Goldie back, <laughs> you know, second reign. And can I make another comment about Von Wagner? Von Wagner? Doesn't he, I heard people online were saying that Von Wagner kind of looks kind of like uh, Van Hammer. I, I saw that too. I actually did see that too. Yeah, which was just like there was so much hate for this poor guy. Yeah, like, so quickly and so many assumptions so quickly. Oh, that guy from WCT. Oh yeah, that's Van yeah. Hammer. Yeah, we're looking at pictures of him right now on Google. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I mean, like, I kind of thought, okay, if Kyle Riley's taken out, then, yeah, why not Braun put in that spot? But Von Wagner, just because he made the save on Kyle Riley in the locker room, he gets yeah. a title opportunity. It's like, man, like, he just jumped the line. So I, I felt kind of bad for him. Yeah, I think a lot of people just started hating on him because of it. And it's like, it's not his fault. That's just how they've written, and written uh, his part out for him for tonight, or that night, I should say. Um no, but Ciampa, good. I think, you know, I don't know how long the tile reign's going to be, um, but he can be, he's definitely a good replacement for Samoa Joe um, and, you know, hold the title for a bit. I mean, do you think Braun's going to be the one to dethrone him or do you think they're going to have some other young talent come and take it? It's going to be, you know, he represents the no. NXT 1.0 era. You're going to have a young talent take it off him. I, I think I think it's they're going to make it look like it is, and then it's going to be like a lesson learning thing. Yeah, so Kyle. Right. Kyle's still going to be the one you think it's going to get at some point. I, mm, you're, they're, going to have to, they're going to have to build up Ciampa again yeah, to where yeah. he was the older Ciampa, and I think I think Kyle would be a cool choice for that. But the thing is, Ciampa's champion. Where's Timothy Thatcher in all this? Like exactly. I mean, like this could set up something. Yeah, yeah. maybe for Timothy Thatcher and Ciampa, we'll have a program with each other. 
it's gonna be interesting, man. But uh, you know, after at the end of the show, we saw uh, Braun go up to Champa, congratulate him, say a lot of respect. But then he's just staring at the title, and Champa is hugging Goldie, and Braun staring at the title. So it's kind of foreshadowing, foreshadowing that the two of them are gonna have a a program Champa. with each other. Yeah. yeah. So I'm all for it. Young versus old, old school versus new school. I'm I'm all about it. All right. Last but not least, we'll power through this. The wedding of the year, the wedding of the, <laughs> I was going to say wedding of the century, but they use that term a lot. Can, um, I, can but, I, can I just say that yeah. I watched, I watched this live and uh, was texting uh, William who does the music for the show. Uh, and I told him that he's really going to enjoy the wedding segment. And he's like, who, who he texted me back saying who interrupted it. And I said, nobody. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Like when you think of weddings in WWE, you think it's going to end poorly. Yeah. Something's going to happen, but it's NXT. But, and nothing happened. It ended yep. on a happy note. Like and shocking. They, and they kept it entertaining through the whole thing. I mean, Tommy and I were watching and we like, how, it, felt, it felt like how, a Saturday night live skit. How big of a pop did it get for just Dexter Loomis to say, I do? I mean, the first time he actually says words on NXT yeah. is when it's saying, I do. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the, the hatchet. <laughs> when someone, is there anyone who likes to say anything, you know, yeah. la- and he's like looking at everyone like, don't well, say anything. Well, but everyone would have their hands raised just about. <laughs> and then... Um, I mean, earlier tonight, we saw Damien Priest make a cameo. So we're like, oh, is Priest going to be the priest of the ceremony? And I thought when the, 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 was it, is it, what's it called? The person like emceeing or overseeing it, uh, you know, Dexter Loomis took out that person. The the, The priest or the the wedding host. Yeah, Uh, the minister. Minister, yeah, Minister. But, but Dexter Loomis took him out, choked him yeah. out, and then I thought Damien Priest was going to come in and make the save. But I Beth, did too. But Beth Phoenix was well, all right. That makes sense. She's the biggest fan of this wedding. How about how about uh, Austin? Where's the ring? <laughs> We're in the ring. <laughs> We're in the ring, silly. See, I, and I, let me ask you this, okay? Austin Theory, you know, he supposedly got called up. He was on SmackDown working some dark matches. Raw or a SmackDown with Davey Boy Jr. and stuff. Like, Austin Theory would be perfect for this new era of NXT. Like, he well, could easily be NXT champion. They might have just been testing the waters with him to see if he was ready. So, I wonder what's next for Austin Theory. Does he come back or does he, uh, you know, stay on Raw or SmackDown? I mean, it's going to be interesting with the draft coming up. Who's going to debut? Maybe Austin Theory is going to be saved for. Raw or SmackDown after the draft, but uh, no, this wedding was very entertaining. Just the jokes. I thought, you know, Johnny Gargano. You know, it was funny. Him and Austin were dressed like Dexter Loomis in the same clothes. So like all his uh, groomsmen were all dressed like his ring attire. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cameron Grimes. You know, he's head banging and shaking his head. Um, I thought the wedding was just very entertaining, very well done. Uh, Beth Phoenix with the save. She was registered online on yeah. the website last night because it is WWE, and I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, Dex Loomis finally saying his first set of words ever on NXT, saying "I do," and yeah, him and Indy are married now. Um, For real. It- it's, yeah, it's like where do they go from here now. Where does Dex Loomis go? I mean, I don't know. Like, what's next for all of them? <laughs> 
I have no idea. I, I haven't even thought about that until you just said it. Like, I mean, Candace, <laughs> we know, can't wrestle. She's pregnant, which congrats to them. They released a video. It's going to be a boy. Uh, oh, that was great. That was a great <laughs> video on Johnny's uh, Instagram if you want to watch go, the video. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it if you haven't. Um, but yeah, no, that was really well done. Everyone was happy. Ended on a great note and great way to end the show. And that was the main event for NXT this week. So I think it was a nice way to kind of wrap up you know, the old NXT era, as far as like these two people came up the ranks there, get married. And it was like a good conclusion series finale for that. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. So, you know, NXT overall, I, I enjoyed it, you know, had some speed bumps, but overall it was really good. So I'm looking forward to, yeah, more from NXT. It's going to be good stuff, especially the young talent they got coming up. And that's the thing, you know, Richard, I was telling Tommy is, I think NXT for a while got away from developing these larger than life personalities. And for the longest time, they had all these guys who just want to be badasses, but they all looked and act the same. They mm-hmm. all look like Undisputed Era guys, you know, wear black, black skinny jeans, you know, t shirt, black t shirt, just come to the ring and just, hey, you want to fight. And sure, they put on these banger Ring of Honor style matches, but. I felt a lot of them lacked these over-the-top personalities, these characters mm-hmm. that you can gravitate towards. Like, that's why Cameron Grimes stood out so much, I thought, in the last year. He, had, he has a great personality, great character. And I think NXT got away from that. They were trying to make all these, like, indie darlings or whoever. They all were the same character, and they all kind of got kind of bland after a while. It, it feels like that they're trying to force the majority to feel how the minority feels. Yeah, so I I mean I, I think what I look for about this new NXT is it looks like all these new talents, they all are different, you know, uh characters, you know, and, and some of them have like these larger than life personalities. And that's something that WWE, WWF has been known for are these people that stand out, these people that are like cartoon superheroes come to life. So that's what I'm kind of intrigued and looking forward to moving forward. So that's something we can keep an eye out on for these characters. Uh, all right, we'll touch on SmackDown real quick. I know it's been a, a pretty long one here. So much going on with uh, WWE. Um, we saw the Bloodline come out, cut a promo. Uh, Big E came out, confronted them. And, uh, um, you know, so we saw champion versus champion. Uh, Richard, what do you think of uh, Big E? Coming back on SmackDown, he's technically, I think, been moved to the Raw roster now since he's WWE champion. But what'd you think of him kind of confronting Roman Reigns? Threw me off. <laughs> you know, you're not expecting him to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I liked it. I mean, it, it felt like exciting right off the bat. It's like, oh, cool. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and they confront each other. Finn Balor comes out, and then we see Big E versus Finn Balor, and, and Finn Balor versus the Usos. They pick up the win. Uh, it's just setting up Finn versus uh, Roman at Extreme Rules, or I should say the Demon. Uh, we saw the Usos attack Big E later in the night, which laid or uh, set up the Bloodline versus the New Day on Raw this week. So looking forward to that. So that's going to be good stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, there was, I mean, there's a lot that happened. We saw, looks like, uh, Paul was going to get a match against Shinsuke after he attacked him after Rick Boogs defeated, uh, Robert Roode. Happy Corbin <laughs> attacked Kevin Owens before they had their match. So that's going to be an ongoing thing. Seth Rollins' promo. That's what I want to ask you about. 
He comes out looking like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz, this whole silver aluminum foil looking out. Yeah, I, I gotta you think get of his a suit, suit like game? that. I gotta get a suit like that. <laughs> he he uh, dripped in dripped in silver. It's beautiful. Well, remember on SmackDown last week after he beat up and laid out uh, Edge, he seemed kind of out of it, and he's like he didn't know how to feel and react. Well, now we know. Yeah, he enjoyed what he did. He enjoyed attacking Edge and taking him out. And he blames Edge's injury on the WWE Universe. So he definitely cut a very good heel promo here. Is there anything else from this promo that stood out for you for for Seth Rollins? It's kind of what you expect. I think it kind of... uh, It's it's interesting because I I was reading somewhere online that that, uh, Edge is going to be out for a while, but it kind of sounds like Rollins isn't done with him, and he's going to go find him. Yeah, and he wants a third match between them, like a, yeah. fun, a, a, a rubber match. And I was kind of like, no, keep Edge off a while. Like, I was kind of, I think I said last week, bring him back at the Royal Rumble. Like, keep him off TV that long. But it looks like. Yeah. Summer Survivor Series is the next big pay per view. Yeah. After, after uh, Extreme Rules. So. And Crown Jewel. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But no, that was a good promo from Seth, just his motivation that he, he enjoyed taking out Edge, and he blames the WWE Universe for comparing him to Edge as Edge Jr. or Edge Light. So I, I did enjoy this promo here. Um, we saw Tony Storm, Liv Morgan defeat uh, Carmella, Selena Vega, because Carmella hit her nose, and they got a count out, and then her nose is just fine. I thought, oh, no, we're going to get like a Sheamus 2.0 with the face mask or something, but no, it's not. Not going to happen. Um what do you think of this whole Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio thing? Like, when's Dominic going to turn on his dad? Like, that's what ultimately this is leading towards, right? It's like, it's like such a... Not, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to say because it's a father and a son. We've got the brother dynamic before. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the problem with it being a father and son is that Dominic's mom could just show up and spank him. So... <laughs> Well, I like how was, uh, uh, Pat McAfee said, you're like a Little League dad. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> like, let him just be himself in the ring. Uh, I think I don't think it's going to lead to a match. I think it, it's it's going to lead to them separating and Ray saying, fine, you want to try this on your own? Go be on your yeah. own. He's going to learn the hard way. Yeah. Uh, last thing was the main event. Well, it wasn't really necessarily a match, but it was the Bianca Belair homecoming celebration since they were in Knoxville, Tennessee, your hometown. Kane. The mayor, Glenn Jacobs, comes out, still got it at his age to light the fire. <laughs> Boom. Uh, gave her, Bianca Belair, a key to the city. Uh, and, you know, uh, Bianca is celebrating the ring with her family, or I mean, her family's ringside and stuff. But uh, yeah, Becky Lynch crashed the party here. And uh, Richard, we're talking off the air. Yeah, Becky Lynch very much uh, looked like a Spice Girl from the 90s. I think that's the yeah. consensus we all agree on. <laughs> Ginger Spice. Ginger Spice. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What do you think of uh, Becky Lynch's uh, uh, whole segment here, interrupting the celebration? Well, I, I'd like to say first that I think that Bianca Belair is proving to be consistent on a microphone, uh, and Becky Becky's just being Becky, but you know she's with a baby face, so it's it's fun. Yeah, it's you know. We, we, okay, I think we're all we're not on board fully of Becky Lynch being a heel again, but you oh, can I tell. <laughs> I'm just happy she's back. Unlike yeah, yeah, the that rest too. of the world. But 
she you could tell she is doing her part to really put Bianca over. And that's something you and I talked about last week. I think the long term story here is to help put Bianca over. So they have more strong superstars in the women's division, um, baby faces. And so yeah, I like how she interrupted and, you know, uh, uh, Bianca went for the KOD, but Becky countered and, you know, did the rock bottom on her and uh, rolled out of the ring and took her title with her. So Becky is full blown heel here, which is interesting. But Bianca, at least Bianca is still getting cheers. That was my concern is Becky as a heel. Well, people are going to love her hometown and she was it looked yeah. like from all the video packages they sent her all around town uh, to her old <laughs> high school and stuff yeah. so it's cool i would love to go around my hometown just you know you are celebrate. around your home i know I, i'm here all the time all the time <laughs> all the time <laughs> but uh, uh, uh it, i thought it was great here for bianca i mean as far as uh she's such getting good uh baby face love right now and sympathy i should say because of becky lynch so um, I'm on board with it. We'll see how it goes. Extreme rules. I, I still have a feeling Becky's going to retain at extreme rules. And then the draft, it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens at the draft moving forward. Does Bianca stay on SmackDown or does she go to raw? I don't know. I'm really curious what's going to be in the cards moving forward for this, this pay-per-view extreme rules is gonna really, really going to be interesting seeing what happens on the fallout from it and who goes where afterwards. So, We'll keep our eyes on it. We'll discuss it like we always do on the podcast. Um, on that note, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. Richard, where can the Clixers find you online? You can find me on Instagram if you're a nice person at <laughs> Pro Wrestling 101. Uh, if you are not a nice person, please send your hate messages over to at babyhuey83 or in the click on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Tommy, how about you? Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official. Twitter and Instagram, like Richard said, at Baby Huey83. Follow at In the Click on all the social media platforms. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts at, including YouTube, uh, merch. Just click the link in our bio, in the click at gmail.com. All that good stuff. We, of course, always appreciate the love and support. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.